Three Brothers, One Mike is a weekly podcast put together to help motivate and inspire our listeners both mentally and physically in the hopes of helping you be the best you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Two Brothers, One Mike. I'm Joe, and as always, my brother Tony is here. Coach Tony, what's up? Hey, what's going on? Everybody, what's going on out there in T-Ball land? Uh, here we go again with another episode of your favorite podcast. I, I, I think that's what they're saying, Joe. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that's what they're saying out there. Uh, I've heard on occasion. I've heard yeah. On yeah. What's going on with you? Anything? No, no, nothing at all. Busy weekend. Busy weekend. Yeah, I was part of that. So um, so that I, I agree 100%. Uh, a, a great show today, though. Uh, we're going to dive back into the exercise portion of our podcast and introduce you to a training regimen that is truly making folks realize it is greatly beneficial when used properly. Effective is an understatement. Joe, you and I both have dabbled for some time now with this technique. Uh, so today we are going to get into the, the nuts and bolts of it, I guess you could call it. So before we jump into our main topic today, all right, we want to have a little fun and talk quickly about our favorite era, meaning, meaning that of Generation X, right? And it ties into the show. I mean, that's what we do, right? We, this is what we do, Joe. We, we talk about the 70s. We talk about the 80s. It's a habit. And probably why, <laughs> let's face it, 70% of our audience is between the ages of 45 and 59. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Folks, if you could remember back in the 80s, as I go right into this, there were four major workout breakthroughs, and uh, there were more than that, but the four big ones I could think of off the top of my head, and and I use the term breakthrough loosely here, trust me, they were considered hits, quote-unquote, hint, hint, but boy, were they workout programs that I guarantee you most of us are a tad happy died off along with, unfortunately, MTV which we are definitely all sad about. But let's jump in, right? Let's go to number one, Jazzercise. Now, who who remembers this fantastic nightmare? Uh, Until this day, I turn my head a tilt when I see an old VHS video of this comedy act as people would trim their waistlines, so to speak, as they danced in a group to music. Whether at a group class, at the gym, or at home in their living rooms, when we do a show on aerobic and anaerobic training, Joe, let's make sure we bring up jazzercise, okay? So we could point out why it went away. Um, unreal. I mean, wow. <laughs> uh, I, I, every time I see that, I, I just, I'm just like, wow. I've never, I've never actually seen one of the videos. I've, yeah. I've always heard of it. It makes enough sense. I mean, it's right in the name what it is, but I've never actually seen one. Don't Google it. Don't yeah. do it. No. Uh, you, you will then have five minutes gone by that you can never get back. <laughs> so second, step aerobics. Now, hey, listen, I'm not, I, I'm not against step aerobics, but they basically made it seem as if this is all you had to do. Step up, step down, step off, step to the side, step over, step back. Do it all over again and again and again. You could do this at a fitness center with a group of people or at home watching it on a VHS tape. And again, thank God, it's over. <laughs> Because there's so much more to exercise than just stepping off and on a stepper. But people would do this five times a week thinking they were just going to lose a ton of weight and then they would be good to go. Right. And, and so, and, and it was marketed in that way. And that's what used to irritate me. Sure. Uh, third, 
Hold on. Before you even go into third, I think three is funny because the other ones are just like, they're a type of exercise, but yeah. third, it just sums it up in a name. Yeah, it, it does. <laughs> and, and you know, I, I'm sorry, but I still, I'm entertained by the guy. Richards, oh, yeah. R- Richard, Richards, yeah. Richard Simmons, yeah. Richard Simmons, no relation to Gene. Nope. Uh, and Gene would never claim him. I guarantee you. <laughs> now I, I can't listen. I can't hold a grudge here. He does. He did. Int- he intrigued me. No, I mean, he, he entertained us. He did. He did. He was as wacky as they come in a, and his outfits were even more wacky. His, his show was a hit. There's that word again, but like the other previously mentioned exercise shows, Richard's quirky moves and sayings as he got his clients in a group, predominantly women, right. And, and, and led them for, you know, from, from one move to the next with no rhyme or reason behind it. Eventually it got old. Now he still pops up from time to time in different shows and uh, uh, whose line is it anyway? If you ever Google that, that episode I was, with him. I was, I was actually going to bring that up. If you, if you really want to get a true appreciation for, 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 uh, I mean, just the comedic uh, uh, way that he does things. Yeah. yeah. Whose line is it anyway? That Look was fantastic. With him. It, it's beyond hilarious. It was even Drew Carey had a hard time getting through the whole thing. He was laughing so hard. Yeah. So, I mean, his, his entertainment is of great value. His his workouts are not. No. So, you know, and finally, um, there's no way on God's green earth, our generation doesn't know, okay, Generation X, doesn't know who I'm going to mention here. You have to know who I'm going to mention. She was an actress. She was an activist. Not a very, a lot of people weren't fond of her in that manner. No, no. Uh, turned fitness guru. Go ahead. No, oh, yeah, no, I'm, no, yeah. I'm saying, yeah, no, I, 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 for one, was not very fond of what, what she was uh, uh, backing there and no. back in her day. But anyways, no, no, moving no. on. Uh, I mean, every damn person in this country knew who she sure. was, right? Sure. And um, Jane Fonda, the Jane Fonda workout. She was a hit. There's that word again as well. Now, I can't tell you if Jane had a well-put-together program. Loved her in the movie 9 to 5. <laughs> not a big fan of her political platform. No. Loved her in on Golden Pond with her dad. That was a great movie. Um, but never watched her workout video that millions, millions purchased. But like the others, it would eventually fall short of longevity. All I remember there was leg warmers and headbands. That's all I could, that's all that comes to my head. So this was what working out entailed in the 80s in large part. Yes, there was weight training and other forms of fitness, but Joe in the the early 2000s, another type of fitness training was developed, and it was definitely a hit. And there it is again. Yeah, you know what? There's also one one honorable mention that you didn't have in here, and I, we had talked about her before, Denise oh, Austin. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Here's yeah. the thing. Even if you didn't it didn't like her workouts, oh, I just loved waking up in the morning. First thing in the morning, 6.30 in the morning, there she is doing aerobics. She was wonderful to watch, that's for sure. But yeah. uh, other than yeah. that, no, I, I will say she does have an ab program to this day. Uh, you can actually YouTube it now. Uh, I think it's rock solid abs. Okay. And I, I, I'm going to tell you that this is really real deal. Um, it, 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 she stepped her game up is what you're saying. Oh, she certainly has. And if you yeah. see her th- to, to this day, it, the girl looks, she doesn't look any, she did not age a, a moment. 
I mean, it's, it's I mean, a, and God bless her for that. You know what sure, I mean? You, sure. I mean, she stays, she looks the part. Uh, you know what I thought of with Denise Austin? Honestly, she mm-hmm. reminded me so much of the, and I don't remember which one she was. It might've been Cindy. It was Chrissy's cousin right. that eventually took over for Suzanne Summers on three's company. Right. I literally couldn't tell the difference between the two of them. That's how much I thought they looked alike. Uh, other than that, I got nothing, but now you just brought something to light. And again, what was it? What's the name of it? Rock solid abs, rock, rock solid abs, or okay. rock hard abs. I think it was yeah. something like that. And and it's very, it's very. I mean, it's funny because it's very old school, but it goes right to fundamentals. Yeah, and it's it it really just falls. Look, it's the basics. It's from back in the day when basics were all we had, and right. it really worked. So you know, I mean, it was just. It, most things that we'll talk about or or that are out there today work. It's just a manner of putting it into practice on a consistent right. basis. You know, everybody, well, what are you doing? Well, I'm doing the same three sets of 10 or whatever you want to call it. Okay. But yeah. does, well, does it work? Well, yeah, but you have to do it and you have to yeah. keep doing it, you know? Yeah. And, well, and you have to know how to maintain it. That's, and we've talked right. about that before. You have to know right. how to maintain it. And then what we're about to talk about here, yeah. uh, you have to know how to maintain this and you have to know when to do it and when not to do it. Yeah. And again, folks, that's what today's show is about. You already know that it's about high intensity interval training hit. H-I-I-T, which we will affectionately call more times than not throughout this show uh, to save some time. So first and foremost, you know, let's ask the question, where did this whole thing start? So many exercise gurus will tell you that HIT started in the early part of the 2000s, at least at least when we really started understanding it. Uh, but in all honesty, it's been around a lot longer than that, as there are there's so many different workouts involving cycling and running, for example, that relate to this short bout of high-intensity training. So what is it? Why do we do it? How often? Who should and shouldn't do it? I think those are all definitely the questions we need to ask ourselves here, Joe. And, you know, HIT is a phenomenal exercise program which actually combines high-intensity exercise and low-intensity moments to increase the body's ability to react positively in high-intensity situations. So let's really break that down. That's very general, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of terminology there, and people are just looking at me right now going, what? So I know – so let's get more specific. How about a brief example routine to get a better understanding? Now, keep in mind, we are going to get to all the above questions, so not a whole lot of explaining as to why in this example. Just a simple example of what HIT may entail for some folks. So for about 20 to 25 minutes, some individuals doing HIT will do burpees. Now, let me explain these briefly. You can easily Google the word burpee, B-U-R-P-E-E, and get a small video on what exactly that movement is, folks. But it's basically dropping to the ground from a standing position and they may be doing a push-up or maybe not. And if not, jump, you're jumping back up. You, you jump with your feet up to your hands and you jump back up in the air again. And then you tuck your knees, put your hands on the ground, jump your feet back into a push-up position. You then return with your knees to your chest again and jump back up in the air. That's basically what a burpee is. And if you can imagine somebody doing that for 45 seconds, followed by one minute of rest, followed by another set of burpees for another 45 seconds, followed by one minute rest again, a one minute resting period, and so on and so forth again for 20 or so minutes. That's a small example of what high intensity interval training is. Now, again, 
this is a very quick example that I just gave you uh, in trying to understand the process. And that resting period, Joe, I want to come back to later on in the show. Yeah. And, and you know, there's something else worth mentioning too. There's, there's different variations of, of, of how this is done as well. Yes. Um, you know, one that I've seen where uh, as the time decreased, the exercise would get harder. So your first exercise for a full minute might be jumping jacks. Right. Uh-huh. Whereas your second one for 45 seconds is something more like uh, lunges. OK. Yeah. And then your third one would be for for 30 seconds burpees. See what okay. I mean? Right. And so as you're as and that's just and then and then you would take your break. So but it's relatively the same thing, just in shorter bursts of time. I, I, yeah, exactly. And, and shorter bursts of time. And then also because the exercises get harder, your resting period gets longer. Right. Uh, and that that also happens, right? And, and again, folks, uh, we've said this before. We're going to say it again. If we know that you're going to engage with us on our Facebook page, Two Brothers, One Mike, I want to start doing videos where you have examples of hit training, foundational training, warming up and cooling down, and so on and so forth. All right? It's definitely something we want to get into because the exercise portion of this podcast is the one part. Of all the parts put together, it's the one part where visualization is more important. So we definitely want to get into that. Uh, But with that example in mind that we just gave, let's get back to the questions we asked ourselves earlier, okay? So we kind of gave a quick example of HIT, but what is it? Well, judging from the example a minute ago, it is a quick burst of energy when training, followed by a short period of rest which is then repeated over and over in that order for a specific time period. In this case, we said 20 to 25 minutes. You expend an amazing amount of energy and then give your body minimum time to rest before performing this particular exercise again. Now, that those of you listening are trying to figure out why in the H-E double hockey sticks you would want to do it, let's dive into that, shall we? Obviously, the easy answer here is this, the benefits. Thank you and good night. But, okay, not funny, Coach Tony. What are the benefits is what we want to know. And I'm going to tell you a few. One, one is that when we put our bodies in this state of function while doing HIT, our body tends to turn to lipids as its primary source of energy burning rather than storage. What are lipids? I will say this for the purpose of this show, fatty acids. Now, get this, Joe. I have read studies that show that even 24 to 48 hours after you complete high-intensity interval training, your body is still responding to that process of burning lipids as fuel, burning fat as fuel, as energy to function throughout those hours. Imagine doing something for 20 to 25 minutes, folks. And then the benefit from it, one of them, is that your body continues to burn stored body fat for the next two days after the 25-minute workout. That sounds pretty good to me. And could you imagine if that was something that you did at the end of of an intermittent fast? Yes. Could I mean, you, not, you, not, not only, you? you know what I'm saying? Not only are you in this, in this state of, of ketosis in a state of ketosis, you're not on the keto diet. Don't get it confused. Right. Uh, but you're in the state of ketosis where your body is, is burning fat because you've gone through all of your, of your glycogen stores for energy, mm-hmm. but now you're putting it into such a realm where it's really ramping it up. Right. I mean, that's, 
you got yeah. a double bonus going on. Right. And that's well, it's, really. Yeah. Yeah. That's even after you break your fast, you're still burning. It's almost like you're fasting when you're not fasting. Exactly. I've had people tell me that they do hit training three days a week and they intermittent fast four days a week and they're losing too much weight. And I, yeah, explained to I, them wonder real, why. <laughs> I explained to them real quick why. And we, we amp that down. We amp yeah. that down. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. So, you know, it, it sounds great. Let me explain. Let me explain this real quick to, to our listeners. There's a process our body call, uh, goes through after hit and actually during as well. And that's called epoch or epoch, however you want to say it, EPOC, excess post-oxygen consumption, EPOC. When your body is trying to recover from the intense movements you are undergoing or just finished doing, you just finished your workout, your body needs additional oxygen to help you recover, but you've depleted all of it. So it raises the consumption of fuel more in the neighborhood of fat stores to help in this recovery process. It goes to your fat stores to recover all the oxygen, and that could take up to one to two days. So it has to continue to burn fat, fatty acids, lipids in order for this recovery process to take place. Two, the second one now, the second benefit, as I Kind of move too quickly into number two. That's it for number one for now. Number two, the health benefits have been proven time and time again for those who suffer from underlying metabolic conditions such as type 2 diabetes and those with various heart conditions as well. That's just naming two of them. It has been proven that results over and over again from patients doing some form of HIT training under a watchful eye of their doctors and professional trainers improved those lipid profiles we talked about, reduced blood pressure, and helped improve myocardial function in patients that are suffering with heart disease. So listen to us closely as we talk more about that just a little bit later on in the show. Three, third benefit, high-intensity interval training. Hit produces large amounts of lactic acid. Lactic acid is a byproduct built up in the muscles as a result of a strenuous workout with said muscles. Anybody who's ever worked out the next day and the day after that, even more so, you have felt that lactic acid in the muscle, that burning sensation. This, in turn, causes an increase in human growth hormone. Um, let me say that again, Joe. This in turn causes an increase in human growth hormone. I'm going to repeat that. I'm going to start all over again and repeat number three. High intensity interval training produces large amounts of lactic acid. We all know what that is now. Lactic acid is a byproduct built up in the muscles as a result of when we do strenuous workout with those said muscles. This in turn does what? Causes an increase in HGH, human growth hormone. We've talked about this on the show. This will indeed change your body composition, which is one of the things we're all trying to do with this health and nutrition craze that we're going through. This will change body composition. As I said, as the HGH, the human growth hormone, hormone loves to burn stored body fat and help repair and build lean muscle tissue. Joe, does that sound familiar? Yeah, certainly does. We we, we had a show about that. Yeah, did we, we not? Did. Yes. And, and we talked about 
the huge benefits of HGH, there's so many more, and that's a show all in itself, HGH, human growth hormone. But two of the big ones that everybody keeps their eye on is we want to burn fat and gain lean muscle tissue. Right. So not only does high-intensity interval training help you burn body fat, but it actually increases human growth hormone, which in turn helps you to gain Repair, build lean muscle tissue. I mean, where can you possibly go wrong there? I don't know. Now, if I'm uh, correct me if I'm wrong, this would go hand in hand with our with our intermittent fasting. When we when we really got into uh, into the the benefits of fasting for extended periods of time, I think uh, expended amounts of time. Yeah, when we talked about intermittent fasting, yes. we talked about you know the longer you go into your fast, yes, the there's more... a certain point where your body will start to produce uh, right. HGH five hundred percent. Uh, up to 500%. Up to 500 Of course, we're talking a lengthy fast, but yes, can actually do that. It can actually do that. You know, we're yeah. talking about, you know, and, and that's, the, again, when we start really, when we have a show just about human growth hormone, that's definitely going to be something we're going to uh, touch on quite often in that episode. But um, yeah, so everyone, season one, look up intermittent fasting. Uh, and, and if you want to find out more about what we're talking about there, we actually go through uh, the different... Um, Advantages, yeah. yeah, the yeah. different uh, stages uh, in accordance to their periods of time. You know, after five hours, this starts to happen. Ten hours, yeah. this okay, correct. And of course, we get to a point where we talk about HGH. So, uh, right. I'll, I'll throw a link in in the description. Make it easy for you. Click on it. You can go right to that episode. That's awesome. That's 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 wonderful. And moving forward from that, um, how often do you do hit training? I think is a question. I think we actually mentioned earlier, and it's a very important question. This is this is my recommendation, okay, as well as countless other trainers, to be honest with you, uh, and training institutions such as the ACSM. Anybody who knows the ACSM, I, I don't always – I know I talk about International Sports Sciences Association all the time. There's other accredited um, and very reputable certification institutions out there, and uh, this one is at the top of the game when it comes to the ACM. ACSM. Uh, American College of Sports Medicine. They are very good at what they do. Uh, and what they say, one session per week, if you are just beginning this type of training, just one, slowly working your way up to two for even bigger benefits that we've just talked about a few minutes ago. Now, me personally, that's the most I do per week because I have two or three other days where I do yoga kettlebell training, full body strength and conditioning. And I only work out so many days a week to begin with. And, you know, there's certain weeks I may only get three days in. So hit is definitely only, it's only going to be one of those days, uh, one of the three. And do not forget these sessions are not 90 minute sessions, folks. They can be as quick as 10 minutes, as long as let's say 25 minutes to a half an hour long. It depends on where you are with your fitness levels, what type of shape you are in. Yeah, well, it has a lot to do with that. And I, I'm going to say, you know, this is something, uh, one of the few things, I, I'm very pro beach body. Uh, you know, I've talked about P90X and Insanity, and yes. I've been doing 10 rounds lately. And uh, one of the one of the programs is it's a very good program. Uh, it's called Lift 4, where they, they incorporate both lifting and for your cardio, you do hit. Mm-hmm. Well, I learned the hard way that, you know, with the issues I have with my back and, and uh, you know, my my hip and all sorts yeah. of things. God, I'm getting old. Uh, you know, I can't, hit <laughs> what is that just, mean? What does that mean for me? Go ahead. No, uh, ancient. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but you know, <laughs> hit, hit is not in my, I can't, there are things that I could do 
like a, a lighter version. It's more conditioning than yep. hit. Uh, I definitely am, am a person though who cannot do that. The, uh, trying to do one thing as far as a burpee, if I see mountain climbers and my back, I watch it, my back goes out. I can't, you know, there's, there's so right. many things that I can't do that I see them doing in that program. But it's interesting because starting out, they have you doing it for the, Three to four, well, the word three to four times a week, you're doing a, a hit session, and so you know it uh, makes me wonder if maybe that's that's what the problem has been. Maybe I shouldn't have been trying to start off that way, but at the same time, I also know my limitations. There's just certain exercises, certain hit movements uh, I cannot do, um, and it, it could be as simple as running in place with high knees, and. Yeah. I'll throw out my back. So there, there's certain things you, you have to know what exercises are right for you personally. Um, yeah, I mean, we always talk about our disclaimer, how, you know, you know what we say here, you know, your body best. It's always better also to, to consult your physician or whoever it may be before you get into one of these programs. Um, you know, but, but it's not to say that there aren't alternative, um, uh, exercises that you can't, you know, there's always like a mod a modification that you can do yes. or something that, you know, um, there's certain weights, uh, limits that I cannot exceed. I cannot lift because of my back. However, if I'm wearing the proper belt sitting in a seated position, I could probably do a little bit heavier than usual. So, you know, there's just ways that you have to be able to modify and you have to know your limitations. So yeah. again, everything that we're saying, you know, kind of just take it as very general information. If you want it to be more specific for you, I think um, you have to really consider what your limitations are uh, again. And we've said this before, my 100% is not your 100%, you know? No. Uh, and so just bear that in mind as we even talk about this stuff, because it is, it's very high intensity. That right there gives you a, a good explanation of what this is all about. Um, it's very intense. And if you're not um, able to perform some of these, you, you don't want to walk away hurting yourself. And now you end up with time away from the gym. And then, you know, you're not, right. you're doing yourself a huge disservice. Well, and, and so that, that leads right into what, you know, what we're all wondering now, is it for us? Right. You know, so, you know, should or shouldn't we do hit training? Well, first, l l let me say this. If you're, if you're a person in decent to fantastic shape or in good health for the most part and uh, a busy person at that for all of you with the excuse, I have no time, uh, you can do hit because here's another benefit. Talk about saving time. Mm -hmm. Folks, there's no excuses here. I mean, now again, who shouldn't? That's that's a different that's a different story, and uh, some answers may seem obvious here, right, ladies? Obviously, if you're pregnant, hit is definitely not the program you should be implementing at that point in time. For that matter, even after childbirth, probably to the tune of three to six months, you should avoid this type of stressful workout, as we you know the the ones we've been talking about today, with high intensity interval training, and always, folks. Joe, you just said it a minute ago. Tell mm -hmm. them who makes the final decision when it is okay to come back to doing such intense workouts after giving birth. Yeah, and it's pretty elementary. Obviously, you're going to talk to your OBG before you, your OBG, or even your family uh, doctor for that matter, uh, to get the to get the clearance to you know get back into your workout regimen. Yeah, I mean, and this is a good time, you know, to go ahead and throw it all in there. This goes for everybody out there, regardless of what type of exercise program uh, you were going into, but especially when entertaining, you know, or entering into something with, with such high intensity levels as this, always 
And we mean always consult your family doctor or physician beforehand. Some other situations, okay, where not only should you be consulting your family doctor, but possibly you should be avoiding high-intensity interval training uh, altogether. And that's when, number one, you're under the weather, the flu, a head Mm -hmm. cold. Things of that nature. Your body needs to repair at this point, not break itself down even more so. Give yourself ample time to recover before engaging or re-engaging into high-intensity interval training. Really, if, you, should, you should probably watch with any exercises that you're doing at them. Heck, I'm just getting off of a head cold myself. I had to take right. a break off. You know? Yeah, you uh, have to. Yeah, you, you got to recover. Right, because your body is not ready for that for so many different reasons. Right. Um uh, here's here's another one that you would think is obvious. If you're recovering from a break, broken arm, broken leg, mm-hmm. broken ribs, sprains, strains, and the list goes on, you absolutely must be cleared by your doctor or your practitioner, your specialist, before engaging or reengaging into HIT. I mean, I'd like to think it's common sense, but sometimes we have people that are so gun ho they just think to themselves, "Ah, eh, I think I'll be okay." It was a high ankle sprain. It's been a couple of weeks. And let me tell you something. It's going to be a lot longer than a couple of weeks on a high ankle sprain before you start jumping around again. So so please, folks, make sure you're cleared by all the people that I just mentioned earlier. And finally, we talked earlier about people with heart conditions, right? We said about them, you know, doing this type of training has a benefit. And I'm sure a lot of people thought to themselves, huh, what? Hey, folks, listen to me closely, closely. It is up to your specialist to determine based on what your condition is, what type of higher levels of intensity you can begin begin at with high-intensity interval training. And obviously, how and when it can be increased based on what they say as they monitor you through the process and they do it often. Do it right. Yeah, I mean, we can never restate that enough. And you know, here's one more thing I wanted to add. When you were talking, um, when you were talking about how that you know I have no time, uh, understand that you can get a very good workout, uh, break a sweat and all, seven mm-hmm. minutes. Oh yeah, when you're doing it seven minutes. So to say you don't have you know the time, that's really against uh, in seven minutes. So imagine fourteen minutes, less than a fifteen minute uh, break. And you could have done a full on workout to where you're now going to be burning fat for the next 24 to 48 hours. So that's not really a good excuse anymore. The, the whole idea about not having enough time. It's, yeah. I, I understand not wanting to. I totally get it. You know, especially <laughs> after a day of work, you've, you know, especially if it was a bad day or whatever. Yeah, I know you don't want to. But I got to tell you, it feels that that feeling you have when you never want to get started. Um it's a it's it's far how do less. I say? it's it's yeah. yeah far less than if you go it's oh man i should have worked out <laughs> you know yeah. when it's over that feeling of accomplishment is worth it much more yeah than, I, than the feeling of oh man i i you know i could have did that I, you know and, and you end up regretting it it's, and, and it's do. the worst feeling in the world but when you yeah. finish your workout once you get on track and you finish your workout that literally can lead to getting so many more things done during your day. And that's a different show. And, and, uh, really, and what's crazy but about it's it, important. Yeah. And what's crazy about it, I got to tell you, most of my best workouts were the ones that I did not. I just did not. I mean, I could like a baby <laughs> yeah. all the way down to turning the workout on. And that is stupid. I'm, you know, I'm grumpy yeah. and griping. And, yeah. and by the end of it, yeah, by far one of the best workouts that I had that week. Yeah. So, you know, you'd be surprised. 
it's how you channel that energy. You know, you mm-hmm. t- turn the negative energy into a positive. But in, in seven minutes, listen, uh, we talked about cycling earlier being the beginnings of HIIT training far yeah. before the early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, you know, you get on a bike and you up that intensity, you know, you turn yeah. that knob and you up that intensity and you pedal all out for 45 seconds, take sure. a minute off. 45 seconds, take a minute off, and you do about four to five intervals there, uh, you will definitely get a workout in uh, in a very short period of time, which is way better than doing nothing at all, yeah. uh, especially if you're an avid cyclist and you already know how or where you're at in terms of intense levels. So really? there's, there's it, that too. I'll throw one more thing out there before we move on. Sure. Uh, for tread, treadmill people, uh, I used to do, it's called the Three Mile Hill. So, you know, you can see how, how far you're, 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 you're going on there. It gives you an approximation how far you've ran thus far, how many miles. And for the three miles, it's just incline, slow incline. You speed up, you slow down. You just play with all your speeds and your, and your uh, elevation till you hit three miles. You don't go down until you hit three miles. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just, you know, in small increments, you're increasing your, your incline uh, and you're upping that intensity. So there's, there's, this is what I'm saying. There's so many different variations right. of this yeah. that you can, you can really get this thing going. And, and I know uh, that was, I was going to be running. Uh, I wanted to try running a, 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 a 5k. I wanted to try a 5k once. Uh, never made it, never made it, but the, <laughs> I just, I, I, the treadmill, I just, I had enough of it at one point and right outside. Like, yeah. Yeah, run outside. Yeah. But yeah, I've, I've done a million five K's and quite a few 10 K's and a few tough mutters and, a, well, you know, the warrior dashes and stuff. Definitely yeah. uh, something you, you got to do at least once and cross off your bucket list. What you will never see me do is run a marathon. I, I folks, everybody out there who are marathon runners, I admire you like you wouldn't believe because I don't think I can keep my attention span for 26.1 or 20, 26.2 miles. I really don't. I think I'd be, I just don't know that I could focus that long. Uh, and, uh, and that's just me being transparent, but nonetheless, finally today, Joe, I want to go back. If you remember, as I said, I would, and talk about resting periods versus active periods uh, during your short session with with hit training. So, folks, listen up. You you are going to be exhausted uh, if you could finish a set. Let me give. Here's an example. If you could finish a set once you're beyond that, you know the beginning stages of hit training, and you finish a set. And you can carry a full-blown conversation with someone, you aren't reaping the full benefits. You're not doing hit training the right way. You should be exhausted in that moment. If you want the benefits we speak of, you need to up your game to your abilities unless you have conditions that we spoke of earlier and your goal is more cardiovascular health. I mean, because that's where you have to make sure that your specialists are on board and you have a condition and you have to watch that. Uh, but if you are already in tip top shape and you are finishing a set of hit training and then turning around and talking to your buddy about, um, Ozark, the, the episode that was on the night before and how unbelievably wide eyed you were, uh, anybody who watches Ozark, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Um, if you're able to carry on a conversation, uh, that's a problem. You need to up your game. So, you know, experience hit training, up the game. Here's a ratio. This is just one example. Joe said there's so many different ways. One to two. One to two. That is a ratio. So one minute on, two minutes off. Okay? 30 seconds on, one minute off. Get what I'm saying here? Double the time off as opposed to the time on. For every set of movements, you double the resting period. One example, that is one to two. 
But when does that one to two ratio play in? Another rule comes in now. When your hit workout goes longer, you know, 30 minutes, that one to two rule is more significant, maybe even one to three. So, you know, for 30 minutes, one to three. So for one minute on, three minutes off. And people think that's a long time. Well, folks, if your one minute is truly you bringing everything you have to the show for one minute, trust me, that three minutes of rest goes by really fast. I was just going to say, yeah, <laughs> you, you think that's a long time till you're there and it's like, what, really? And you yeah. check your elevation of your heart rates, your working heart rate, and you're like, it's still at 155 beats? Right. Yes, it is. Yeah. That's why you need those three minutes. Trust me. Uh, and you get in those eight to 10 intervals, you know, seven, eight, nine, 10 intervals that you need. And it's why hit training is so effective. And it's so great in terms of not being so time consuming. Right. Um, and so listen, listen, maybe even one to three for the 30 minutes, but if your hit training is relatively on the shorter side, you know, like you're doing 10 minutes, six days a week. Yeah. You can do that. You can get interval, you know, high intensity interval training in six days a week and only do 10 minutes a day, then that one-to-one may be more beneficial. 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off, right? For however long you're working, that's how long you're resting. Less work, less rest, so to speak. So again, 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off for 10-minute workouts. That may be an option. Again, less work, less rest. More work, more rest. It's that whole volume and intensity thing we've already talked about in a previous show. All right. Well, I think we've pretty much addressed everything we can today for for uh, high intensity interval training. Yeah, and, um, and, and let me say this: there's going to be more shows. There's going to be well, more shows course. on that. Yeah, of course. I mean, there, as, as different variations come up, I mean, it's always good to, to bring up the ideas and maybe tweak some of uh, uh, some of the things we're talking about, or who knows, maybe and, something and, will come across that'll help us fine tune it. And folks, I really, I what, and Joe knows this. I really want to start getting videos out there. Um, please go to two brothers, one Mike on our Facebook page, follow us, ask questions, ask us questions and we will answer them. If we don't answer them, maybe that's because we're putting them all together. We're going to make a video to answer them. We're going to make a podcast to answer them, but, but engage people are listening. We see it every day. There's more listens on our podcasts, ask the questions and we'll give you the answers. And if we don't know the answers, we're going to find the answers out for you. All right. So with all that said, let's talk about next week's show. Um, oh, we're going to have an interview, right? Mm. We're going to be interviewing Miss Jenny Maynard. Mm. Um, the, uh, the name may, may not sound very familiar to a lot of you, but uh, it's been five will. years. It's been I think, five years. I think the story will. Yeah. Uh, this is the, the, the young lady who um, uh, her father passed away. He was an organ donor mm. um, and a gentleman uh received the heart, you know, he was on the transplant list Mm -hmm. and on her wedding day, this gentleman walked her down the aisle. So, uh, this was, it was national news was on, uh, ABC nightly news. It was New York times. Yes. Yes. I've seen it on my timeline and Facebook, uh, different, you know, various, uh, uh, media. Yeah. Yeah. News media has, you know, posted it, what have you, but, uh, it's very popular 
story that you know happened. Well, anyways, we have the privilege of talking to Jenny next week. So yes. uh, definitely going to be a great show. There's a lot. We, we've already done our pre-interview with her, and uh, there's a lot of things that I think uh, folks may be a little surprised to learn about yes. how everything transpired and um, you know how it all came about to be. Um, you know, maybe even answer some questions that we've been asking ourselves sitting there reading this story or watching it on yeah. Facebook. And, for, and, and if I can add real quick, Joe, folks, listen, we've done so many feel good stories on this show already. If you've been following this podcast since April 7th of 2021, when it all started, we have done uh, at least seven or eight feel good stories, if I'm not mistaken, Joe. And I'm just really throwing that out on the top of my head. Uh, if I'm, I, I might, I might be a little too high there, but we've done somewhere in that neighborhood. And this is the first time that we're not just going to tell the story. We're going to interview the individual the story is about. Right. And, and folks, if you have not seen this story yet, you definitely do not want to miss this episode. And if this is something you guys are listening to 10 years later, if it's 2031 now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, because, you know, the podcast is still going 10 years from now, go back to season two and listen to the Jen, Jenny Maynard interview because it is going to be fantastic. For those of you who are following us in real time next week, please do not miss that episode. It's going to be, I mean, I'm so excited to talk to her. It's not even funny. And I think what I'll do is uh, below the uh, link to the podcast, on intermittent fasting, I will put a uh, another link to this actual story, um, so you have an idea of who it is that we're actually absolutely. So you'll be able to see that as well. Yeah. But uh, okay, well, until then, I want to remind all of you: be sure to give us a review on your favorite podcast service. Also, if you have any questions, comments, thoughts, or opinions, you can leave us a voice message via the link in this episode's description. For our Spotify listeners, we now have a new way for you to interact with the show through polls and questions offered in each show's description. And finally, remember to join. Join us each week as we release new episodes every Wednesday morning, and that's 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, on behalf of Coach Tony and myself, thanks for listening. Hey, Joe, guess what? What's that? Tomorrow, I fast. I do a 20-hour fast. And when I get home, guess what I'm doing for 20 minutes? Hit training. Hit training. 20 Hit minutes training. of it. Yes, I am. Yeah, I'm going to do 20 minutes of it. And I'm going to get double the benefits, ladies and gentlemen. In the meantime, everybody out there, don't forget... Be the best you.